I'm shook. Welcome to another current events edition of the Holly Shook podcast. I'm Armin, and I'm actually dialing in from Mallorca, Spain, and I'm joined. I think he's in Boston. Ryan Alkire, how are you, Rye? I'm doing really well. I am in Boston, but I was born in Spain. I don't know how to do accents. <laughs> that was the worst Spanish accent I've ever heard. Yeah, I can do accents, but... I would have gone with a Boston accent. Oh, that was supposed to be Spanish. I can't do I can't do Boston either. Um, but Boston do... is supposed to be easy, right? Like, I'm going to the bar in my car. I'm wicked smart. Yeah, wicked smart. Did you see the donkeys, um, the, the Dunkin' Donuts girl? Oh, yeah, my donkeys. Yeah, I got my donkeys coming <laughs> here to vote, vote for Biden, even though I'd rather be voting for Bernie. But, you know, it's a team sport. <laughs> <laughs> I donkeys love girl. Girl of 2020. I love the Boston accent, honestly. It's a great accent. Um, Which begs the question why you would ditch the Boston accent for the Spanish accent. Well, I was trying to like kind of do the whole um, Hillary Baldwin thing. Well, I'm speaking about Hillary, not about right. you. Like, why would she? I mean, I guess we're okay. getting ahead of the story, but why would Hillary ditch Boston right. Right. for Mallorca? Yeah. She's I not mean, even from Mallorca. I mean, I will say a Spanish accent is a little sexier, a little easier on the ears. The Boston accent isn't necessarily um, pleasant to, to listen to. It's very harsh and very um, aggressive. I have to contest that because, it. right, I mean, some of the most popular movies of the 21st century took place in Boston. The Departed, The Town, anything Ben Affleck's in, really. No, Even I, though he I, wasn't in The Departed, which seems I enjoy, strange in retrospect. I enjoy that Boston accent. I'm just saying, if you were going to go with one or the other, it's mm -hmm. like Obviously, Spanish accent is a little more romantic, a little more... Exotic. You know, exotic. Boston's very, like, okay, you're from Boston. But point being, I get why she would choose Spanish over Boston. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you could choose, I think it is more interesting to be from Mallorca, Spain. Yeah. To have moved to the United States to pursue one's dream uh, at NYU. Start off in, in the big city, the Big Apple land in New York City, marry Alec fucking Baldwin. I mean, that is a more interesting story. If you could just choose your own story, Rye, it's yeah. better than being born to a couple professors in Massachusetts. Right. Um, yeah, it's just a little a little crazy to, to come up with your own story. That's not necessarily how life works, but... It's not? To each their own. Look, who? There's no rule book. It's not against the law to say you're from somewhere else. Like, I mean, I'm saying I'm recording this podcast from Mallorca. Prove right. me wrong. You could be, for all I know. It's only the same exact setting that you see every single time on Facetime, but it, I could have replicated it in Mallorca. Sim it's simply a um a set of blinds on a window, <laughs> a potentially dead plant in the corner. <laughs> The lampshade, and then it looks like you covered up the hole that I had a whole, uh, a whole discussion on a couple podcasts ago of the hole in your wall that I thought was a nail. No, it's still there. It must be the angle or something that you're not seeing it. You I know. know. I'm like, what am I supposed to? When I get bored of hearing you talk, what am I supposed to stare at <laughs> on the screen? I always stare at the hole. 
<laughs> well, you can imagine I'm doing a Spanish accent or something. Or a Boston accent. Yeah, I, I'll just imagine your regular accent. <laughs> um, well, Rye, I mean, at this point, I'd be shocked if our listeners hadn't heard of the Hilaria Hillary Baldwin Hayward Thomas scandal by now. I'd be shocked. I mean, it's everywhere. Do you want to break it down? Should I break it down? I'll get into it. Um, basically, this woman, Hilaria, <laughs> a.k.a. Hillary <laughs> Baldwin, she's ma- married to Alec Baldwin. And she's still married to Alec Baldwin? As of this exact moment, um, 7 p.m. Yeah. Pacific time on Monday, December 28th. Yes, still married to Alec Baldwin. So she's married to Alec Baldwin, and that's why she's famous, from what I understand. I mean, she... Um, she does yoga, Rye. She invented a yoga studio, and then she, like... Had like maybe a recipe book or something. I saw. She has a fucking podcast. She's actually one of our competitors. Right. I actually remember looking up their podcast as pretty much our head-to-head competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so this and- this story is either great for us or terrible for us. It's free publicity. We're actually we're actually giving her a platform by talking about her, and now people are going to look up her podcast. We're really bad at this. Um, Shooting ourselves in the foot again. She. Does a handful of things, but pretty much known as Alec Baldwin. I mean, I didn't know who she was until now, but you you would argue that like her claim to fame would be Alec Baldwin's wife, most likely, and that's not anti-feminist. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, obviously Alec Baldwin is so successful. Um, I was going to say she's famous for being the mother to to Romeo Eduardo Pau. What are the names of her other kids? She has like six her- or seven kids. Those are her children's real name, real names. <laughs> Reels names, yes, absolutely. <laughs> She's fully leaning in to being from Mallorca, right? That means her kids have to be from Mallorca. Ay, yeah, yeah. I thought you were naming like characters in like the Hillary Duff, the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't that take place in uh, Paris, though? Italy, close Rome. Okay. Rome. I never watched it, to be honest. Ah, are you even gay? <laughs> Um, oh shit! Okay, so basically, this woman is was exposed this week by a person on Twitter. Their username is Lenny Lenny's Briscoe. Shout out! Shout out to Lenny Briscoe. So on Monday, the twenty first, um, they tweeted, "You have to admire Hilar- Hilaria Baldwin's commitment to her decade long grift where she impersonates a Spanish person," and posted like all these videos well i don't know if this person posted but i saw videos on twitter of like times when hilaria whatever the fuck i can't don't know what to call her hilaria (laughs) okay i'll tell you what hilaria says she'll answer to either hilaria or hillary so you could say either right so she she has this whole we'll get to her statement but she she takes either um but i think she leans more into hilaria because of its um Exotic vibes. Exotic's not the right word for that, but you know what I mean. Um, okay, her kids' names. Carmen, Rafael, Leonardo, Romeo, Eduardo, Pau. And then her husband, Alec. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so she's extra black. So it basically was exposed that she, her whole life has said that she was born in, Mal- in Mallorca, Spain. What? Mallorca, right. Mallorca? Mallorca. All right, whatever. Can we not do another uh, say to Sade moment? Has anyone given you shit for that, by the way? 
No, because everyone gets it. It's freaking who, like, how am I supposed to know? Okay, it's spelt Mallorca. I don't, like, say this name every day. Um, okay, Mallorca, whatever. And she said she was born there, and then she was raised in Boston, but, like, that she was, like, her roots are, like, Spanish. Um, in an interview in 2016... It states that she was born there and that she raises her children in her native language of Spanish. Um, She said she moved from Spain to um, New York City when she was 19 years old to attend NYU. She's quoted as saying, I came here for school and I never, ever left. And she said if if she would consider ever moving back to Mallorca. And she said, I think about it all the time. So she's saying how... I also like to daydream all the time, right? Right. I'm like, dude, I would fucking like to move back there, too, if I've never been. But it doesn't mean you just, like, that's just, like, part of your story. People have come up online, former classmates of hers have tweeted, I went to high school with her, genuinely lovely person, I recall, but fully a white girl from Cambridge. (laughs) Another person tweeted, I went to high school with her. She was perfectly nice and serious about ballroom dancing. Her name was indeed Hillary Hayward Thomas, and she did not have have her current accent. I believe her and her brother Jeremy, also nice, grew up in Boston and were white people. (laughs) So pretty much, and this is what confuses me, I'm like... How do you live your whole life, like, from Cambridge, white, went to high school, no accent, and not expect people to, like, figure it out eventually? Also, it seems like a lot of effort to always put on a Spanish accent. Like, no matter where you are, where you're going, especially now that you're semi in the limelight or at least connected to someone in the limelight, like, that's a lot of effort. And it's probably mentally exhausting to always be like, okay, well, I have to put on this like facade which then begs the question what is motivating that disassociation from one's identity because let's say she is so insecure in who she is she is so embarrassed to be hillary hayward thomas that it would actually be more exhausting to live as this person than it is to put on this whole charade non-stop Every fucking day for years now. I mean, years. She does right. a podcast. That's a purely audio medium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, she doesn't, like, look any, you know, like, it's not like she, like, looks super, like, Spanish, like, whatever. It's, like, almost just her accent that she, like, really leaned into. And, yeah, it's, like, why, like, what's the... What's the psychology behind it? Like, why did she feel the need to, like, create this entire new persona? I will never get it. I mean... We may learn more in the days and weeks and months to come. Yeah. As of now, we can only play armchair psychologist, and we don't know much. I mean, this just broke in the last week. Yeah. We could speculate. I, I don't know. Maybe she is embarrassed of who she is and where she's from. I mean, I was going to say, like, for sure I put on a... <laughs> I myself put on a facade as a straight man for 21 years of my life, but people saw right through that based on every single thing I said, every single thing I was interested in, all of my hobbies. So I was really bad at it. Watching Um, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Famously watching the Lizzie McGuire movie multiple times. Um, So I get 
the insecurity of not wanting to be yourself, but also... But that's different circumstances. But that's different because people are mean to gay people. And no one's mean to white women from Boston, you know? So... It's far different circumstances. It's apples and oranges. It's apples and oranges. I also just love playing the victim, so (laughs) I'm making it about me. Um, But it would be the equivalent, Rye, of... Uh, let's say, you know, you being the president of a NAACP chapter. Okay, Rachel Dozeal. <laughs> How did you just pronounce her name? Isn't Rachel? it Dolezal? I don't know. Like, <laughs> why do you expect me to know how to pronounce all these freaking names? Like, it's not my job to know names. It's my job to have opinions on uh. these people. <laughs> but yeah, this is not an uncommon phenomenon we're finding out. Even if we just pinpoint the accent issue, Dorit from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Iconic. We've seen old footage of her. No accent. She's just a white girl from Connecticut. And now she has this slight British accent. She claims she adopted it or it was developed while living in the UK for a few years. But that doesn't really happen. Not when you move to the UK in your mid to late 20s and then leave the UK in your mid to late 20s. You know, it would take decades of living in the UK. Madonna, famously, she created an an accent out of thin air. Now we can add Hilaria to this exhaustive list, but Hilaria has more of that Rachel Dolezal quality to her or that uh, Jessica Krug. I think I sent you that article, right, Rai, about Jessica Krug? Yeah, yeah. There's a difference between... There's a difference between adapting a accent, an accent, and adapting a, and let's not even say adapting, maybe appropriating a culture, and acting like you have this blood, you know, connection to a different country or a different culture with Rachel Dolezal, whatever the fuck. She literally was trying to pass as a black woman. Right. And and she's fully white, two white parents. Like, went went as far as saying that a random man, a random black man, was her birth father, which was completely untrue. Saying she's black, being the president of a double, um, an NAACP chapter in Spokane, Washington. It's just insane. I was obsessed with that story when it came out. I've watched the documentary. She was actually a black activist, according to her. Yeah. She was a black activist. She even, right. if I'm not mistaken, reported hate crimes... Against herself? She was a professor at a college um, teaching African-American studies classes. It's just insane. And to the Dorit... Okay, so using Dorit, whatever, as an example. Okay, if you live in London for a couple years, sure, maybe you pick up a couple words. Me, myself, I've even noticed that there's a little... I've adapted a little bit of a... Midwestern accent having lived in Chicago for three years now very minor like things but it's not like that's different than saying you're like Dorit being like I'm from London like I'm I'm English (laughs) can't do the accents (laughs) Um, it's just insane to me there's 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 things you can adapt to and there's things that you'll never be so to completely lie is so unhinged to me it's deranged yeah i mean hillary is an imposter a fraud her caa bio caa is her agency that she's with 
Her CAA bio said that she was born in Mallorca. CAA yeah. doesn't just publish bios. That had to be run through her. She approved it. Why would it say that she was born in Mallorca, Spain? That doesn't make sense. And we checked out CAA's website before um, starting the pod, and they scrubbed that information from the bio. They totally removed that whole piece about her being born in Mallorca, Spain. Right. If it's something that you stand by, then you're not going to scrub it off <laughs> after a scandal break. So clearly she right. doesn't stand by it because, well, she was born in Boston. You can't invent you know, being born in a different city, a different country, whereas, okay, like you said, maybe you can reasonably suggest that someone can adapt a little bit of an accent. I stand by the accent thing. I get it. If you live somewhere long enough, you pick up on, like, um, little things like that, but that's as far as it can go. Like, you can't literally change your history, change your past, change your origin, change your nationality and your literal, like, genetics like you can't like that's insane to me the best um there's a couple clips that like were circulating twitter and stuff the best one i think is she was on the today show teaching a cooking class for some fucking reason and she was like trying to say the ingredients and she's like we have very few ingredients and this is in an accent that i'm not going to attempt anymore we got it um she's like we have very few ingredients we have tomatoes we have um how do you say in English? Oh, cucumbers. Like, she's acting like she doesn't know how to say cucumbers. Like, it's like, bitch, you you know what a cucumber is. Like, And you only say how you say in English. Right. When English is not your first language. Right. Because exactly. you're like, I forget exactly how to say that word in English, which is fair. Both of my parents are immigrants. English is their second language. So this is not something that's unfamiliar to me. But they never say to me, for example... How you say in uh, Farsi, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's their it's first a, language. Right, exactly. Unless it's a complicated word, but we're talking about cucumbers here, and she's putting on right. this thick, fake accent, obviously. Oh, because, right, we should mention now the videos that have surfaced of her not having the accent. Mm-hmm. Accents mm-hmm. don't come and go, <laughs> like <Right>. the weather. <laughs> There are some videos now, like one of her Instagram stories kind of was circulating around where she was, um, it was like an ad for some skincare product, completely like just whitest, whitest accent, whitest voice you could have. And kind of a Valley girl accent, actually. Yeah. It's like very LA. It's like a very LA way of speaking. She's like, my favorite movie is my big fat Greek wedding. And you know, the dad in my big fat Greek wedding. It's just so strange. I'm like, I don't get it. And I feel like I I don't really lie anymore. <laughs> but, like, growing up, you know, like, you'd lie to your parents or, like, lie to, like, people, like, to not get in trouble. It's, like, stressful. Like, I hated lying because I was always so stressed that I would get caught or that I would, like, miss up, like, mess up my story or something. And I don't know. I just feel like I would, that would be such a stressful life to co- constantly have to, like, think about every word you're saying and your whole background and your whole history. Like, that is so stressful to me. Like, why would you put yourself through that? I mean, all jokes aside, Rye, this could be a mental health issue. Yeah. For real. Because there is something there that is causing this disassociation. Maybe it is deep, deep insecurity. Uh, Who knows? 
something is spurring it on because like you say, it's such an exhausting task to do, not to like alienate, not at all. I'm actually trying to understand and sympathize, but that could very well be the cause of it that she's struggling through this thing in her psyche that is telling her, I I need to construct this false narrative Mm -hmm. to, to be who I believe I am not to justify it. Not to justify it, but I think that could be a part of it. Or she's just a pathological fucking liar and just loves lying. Right. There's that. There's just, which you could even argue is some type of mental mental right. illness as well. But it's just crazy because, and the reason we hear about these stories when they happen is because it is very a, a hard thing to grasp for people who don't have that way of thinking. Like, what what is the motive behind it? Like, what motivated people to like want to make up this whole lie about themselves and it's like deceptive to like you know i don't know like rachel dolezale i'll never be able to say name. <laughs> it's like she used it and took advantage of like i remember when it was all happening it's like you know black women were pissed off because they're like okay you are a white woman you have white privilege and you're choosing to be black like we don't get to choose like we're and you and you can pass as white pretty much and give still be given the white privilege um the privilege of white women and choosing which parts of the black culture you want to be a part of oh you want to be a black activist okay you're choosing to be that but then you don't have to worry about getting stopped by the cops you don't have to worry about people looking at you when you pass by because you still are pretty white passing and because you are white <laughs> and same thing with this Hilaria, whatever of, I don't know, like using it to her advantage, like going on TV shows and being like, I'm going to teach you a Spanish recipe or like, I'm sure part of her podcast and her yoga or whatever the fuck she like uses her Spanish influence to like cap, you know, draw people in must be the most interesting part about her if she had to make it up because she probably had nothing else very interesting going on for her. It's just wild to me. Like, why? Why? Just why? Well, here's her explanation. Her explanation is... uh, Yeah, just... (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. There's some stuff that needs to be clarified. There's been some questions about where I'm born. I'm born in Boston. I spent some of my childhood in Boston, some of my childhood in Spain. My family, my brother, my parents, my nephew, everybody is over there in Spain now. I'm here. She then goes on to say, I am that person. If I've been speaking a lot of Spanish, I tend to mix them. Or if I'm speaking a lot of English, I mix that. It's one of those things I've always been a bit insecure about. She then goes on to say, it's not something I'm playing at. I want that to be very, very clear. Uh, On her name, the whole discrepancy. She says, when I was growing up in this country, I would use the name Hillary. And in Spain, I would use Hilaria. And my family, my parents call me Hilaria. She also said, quote, ultimately, this boils down to this idea where this is a country of a lot of different cultures. And I think that we can be different parts of ourselves with different people. I am somebody who I feel... Really lucky that I grew up with two cultures. I grew up speaking two languages. Yes, I am a white girl. My family is white. 
Europe has a lot of white people in them. Ethnically, I am a mix of many, many things. I'm a different kind of Bostonian. You can't change your background, and nor would I want to. This is who I am, and this is my life story. It's my weird mix of who I am. I care because my thing is about being authentic. Okay, I think Hillary's going to have to rethink her thing. And then if people say I'm not being authentic, it hurts my feelings. I don't really understand why it's turning into such a big thing. I'm getting attacked for being who I am. People wanting to label me Spanish or America. Can't it be both? It's frustrating that this is my story. Okay. A lot's going on there. But right off the bat for uh, Authentic Hillary, her bio stated she was born in Mallorca, Spain. She said she was born in Mallorca, Spain. But now she's saying she was born in Boston. Yet she also claims in this whole diatribe that you can't change your background and nor would she want to. So it's these contradictions that just make this story so compelling, right? Yeah, I I just don't get it. Like, here's... I kind of agree with her on the, like, I don't know why it's a big thing. Because at the end of the day, it didn't, like, harm anyone. It's not like she took an opportunity from anyone. It's not like she lied to get ahead or anything. At least, I don't think so. Whereas, like, a Rachel Dolan um, thing, it's, like, very take advantage. Like, very, like, it was harmful, I believe. This, it's, like, no one really, like, fucking cares about this woman. It doesn't really matter. It's just... It's gossip it's, fodder, but it's really it's rich gossip, gossip fodder. For sure. And it's just it's just intriguing because it's strange. It's strange why she did this. Like, what? What? Why? And if she's, like, I, I'm getting attacked for who I am. I don't, I'm, I'm authentic. It hurts my feelings. It's, like, okay, but then... I don't know. I wish she just explained it. Like, I wish she was, like... You know what? Yeah, I was born in Boston. Like, that's true. I did spend a lot of my childhood in Spain. And, you know, thinking back on my life, it felt like I was born and grew up in Spain. So that's why I always just told people that. Which isn't necessarily true, by the way, because we know she went to high school in Massachusetts. For sure. And that's fine. I'm just saying there's, it's almost like her, her, her excuse or her whatever explanation is, it's still, like, it's, we talk about it on here a lot. It's, like, the non-apology apology. Like, she's still not really owning up to why she lied or explaining why she lied. She's just, oh, like, not I at don't all. know why people care. It's, like, well, you're a public figure, bitch. Like, what? Like, what? Yeah, and you're absolutely right, right? Like, in the totem pole of significant issues, this may be the least significant issue of the day that's being much talked about. But that doesn't brush aside the absurdity of it. It's still absurd. Absolutely. There's way more important things to be talking about right now. Things that have far more significance in the world. And yeah, nobody's really her. If we wanted to get technical about it, she does sell products. So she is creating a false persona. Image, yeah, to help her her, help her financially, blah 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 blah. I'm not saying like anyone should do this if it doesn't harm people it's still completely insane and it's very intriguing and interesting and i'm glad that we are blessed with this story so that we have something to talk about but 
I just wish she would own. I just hate when people get called out for shit and then they just don't own up to it. It's like her. I don't know. I just wish she would have been like, yeah, you know, all right, you guys caught me. I thought, you know, when coming up in Hollywood, it would make me more appealing if I yeah. leaned into my Spanish past and I did spend a lot of time in Spain and, you know, Hollywood's a tough business and you need things to keep people interested, blah, blah, blah. Like, I would have rather her just called out that she got caught and she's like, but, you know, at the end of the day, I did grow up in Boston and blah, blah, blah. But her weird, like, non, non-apology, non non-explanation just makes me like... Why, girl? You're just digging a deeper hole. Like, what's the point? And I just love how one of her justifications is that her parents live in Spain now. Right. The equivalent of that would be if our parents, Rai, moved to, let's say, Germany and we're suddenly going to say, like, we're German. Right. My parents live in Germany now. Yeah, they just moved there last week. Live in Hamburg. No, you're not German. But she tries to use that as justification. Her parents, by the way. Not Spanish at all. Mm-hmm. I think one person pointed out that basically her ancestry dates back to colonial times. <laughs> right. <laughs> in in America. She couldn't get any wider. Could not get any wider. Could not get any more American. Like she is right. an American. There are a lot of Americans that are first, second generation immigrants, right? Right. She is not even one of those. Which, by the way, no problem, no shame in that. Maybe she feels some shame. I don't really know. Again, this is really more of an, this is really more of an interesting story from a psychological perspective. Like, what would motivate someone to do this? Like you, like we've suggested, it could be cynical reasons for advancing one's career. It could yeah. be shame, insecurity. Who the fuck knows? But it's it's just crazy. And she tries to get into this whole thing. Like, you know, you could be culturally like multiple things, and like I, that's how I grew up. And it's like, Hillary, that's not you. You are not a, someone who grew up with multiple customs and traditions being, you know, imparted on you. Like, my parents are immigrants, right? You know that. Right. So I feel like I have this blend of my, my parents' traditions and their customs that are very important to me, but also American traditions and customs. We accept that as a part of who we are. Like, we are American and Iranian. But our parents all came here, you know, in their 20s. And so, obviously, being from Iran is a big part of who they are, but it's still a part of us. Right. And that's normal. And that's literally how generational whatever the fuck works. Like, you, like, you, that's in your blood. That's in your history, like, and very, you know, recent history is that culture. I'm also Spanish, by the way. Just wanted to put that out there. Well... Because I'm doing this podcast from Mallorca, so. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, here's the thing. Just one last, you know, thing. Like, I don't want to be American. I wish I wasn't white. Like, (laughs) so I get it, I'll adopt you, Rye. I'll adopt you. You've (laughs) been to a Persian dinner before, and it was pretty wild, right? Oh, that is still one of the most unhinged events I've ever taken part of in my entire life. Wine glasses were thrown. (laughs) I, like, felt so rich. I was like, this is the richest thing I've ever been part of. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, my Irish-ass family, like, everyone just gets blacked out and, like, yells at each other and then we go home, so. But that's <laughs> tradition too, right? That is our tradition. St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so it's kind of wild. I'm just like, like, 
if we could all just choose where we were from and choose our history, like, guaranteed half of us wouldn't be like, I'm from the Bay Area, California. <laughs> like, I would be like, no, I'm from fucking, like, somewhere cool. But, you know, here we are, honey. Here we are. Sorry, Hillary. Hilaria. Um, you can't be from Mallorca anymore, but you could still be from Boston, and you could be proud of that. Boston proud, like and Ben Affleck. People from Boston are, like, so proud of being from Boston, so just, like, lean into that like it's fine. She's right when she says she's a very different kind of Bostonian because it's very unusual for a Bostonian not to be proud of their Boston, their Donkeys, their Tom Brady, their Boston Celtics, their Red Sox, you know, beating the Yankees. Like, that's a part of the blood, the Boston blood. And, you know, I mean, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon won't let us fucking forget that they're Bostonian. She is really a rare breed. She is, and she's a get it together. And now Boston doesn't want her, so she's really fucked it up for her. I know, there's no way Boston wants her anymore. Just like prison doesn't want Lori Laughlin anymore. That's what I was going to say. I was no say, way! Were you going to do say, that? I said, I was going to say, well, who else? Guess who else wasn't wanted by somewhere? <laughs> and it's Lori Laughlin in prison. They were like, get the fuck out, bitch. Um, to which I'm sure she's happy to not be wanted by them anymore. True. Um, obviously, we have a big college admission scandal update, part 1000. And as you guys know, we um, famously broke the news of the college admission scandal, and we have dedicated our entire well-being to update at even the slightest of stories. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like we even make, we're like Hilaria, we make up shit just to have something to talk about on the college admission scandal. That could be true. I think half of these stories have been fever dreams, like the one where Olivia Jade was walking on sunset, smiling. Cots. <laughs> yeah, cots. <laughs> Olivia Jade was caught smiling down Sunset Boulevard. That was a whole story that we covered. And then we're like really, we're like extrapolating from the story. They're like, we're like, Lori Laughlin sold her house <laughs> or whatever. I'm like, that has nothing to actually do with the like college admission scandal. But because Lori Laughlin's involved, it is college admission scandal. It is forever um, and always. So obviously Lori Laughlin um, was uh, completing her prison sentence of a whopping two months in um dublin california bay area yeah i'm from dublin dublin but california funny story about dublin Dublin. i was always so confused because their dublin is like more south in the south bay i'm pretty sure i don't know famously from the bay area but i know nothing about it um and so whenever we'd see the sign on the freeway for dublin i always was so confused because i thought dublin was in ireland you're like, how do we get to Ireland this like, quick? How, how are they already telling us how to get to Ireland, like, all the way from here? <laughs> I was really a fair, a far warning of, like, if you want to go to Dublin, get in this lane. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was always so confused. Any hoosers. You were uh, a brilliant child, right? <laughs> I was very good at something. <laughs> very, very bad at others. <laughs> Geography's never been. I don't know anything. I don't know where anything in this country is. I geography's like, not your strong suit. Oh heck no. I literally mm. have no idea where anything is in this country other than the two places I've lived. But you're so well traveled. I feel like by now you must be better at at least American geography. Not really. Like I know where California is. Mm-hmm. Um which is and then is I that is it on the west coast or is it on the east coast? Um, it's Midwest. Um, it's like it's like West See? East. Trick question. See, I got you there, right? I asked if it was on either coast, and you and you guessed it right. 
Right. And it's definitely more like of a north, it's like in the north-south part of the country. Right. Um, which is pretty like a popular part of the country. Which ocean is to the west of California? I honest, I think it's Pacific. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Pacific. Um, oceans were never my thing. Look, I'm really bad at geography. I really don't know. Um, I lived in Chicago for three years. I just found out that Michigan is not below us. I thought it was below us. It's actually across the lake to the east. That's the whole thing of... I know. I know. Look, it's just not my thing. I don't get it. All the states look the same. It's like, I don't fucking know. And I also, quite frankly, could care less. Like, I don't care where anything is as long as I just arrive. So you're, you're telling me that Texas, the state of Texas, looks the same to you as the state of California? They have similar features. <laughs> there's peninsulas, okay. and there's well. water on it, on near it. Anywho. <laughs> we do geography on this podcast, too. What did I say? There we go. We do it all. And you're welcome. <laughs> So, anywhoers, she was released on Monday from prison in Dublin, Ireland, and um, she is happy to be back. I can only assume. Obviously, she hasn't said anything, but we have a source that says it's the end of a very long ordeal. Um, sources, famously, huge part of celebrity news. Huge, the lifeblood, um, if you will. The lifeblood, if you will. Um, the source continues by saying Lori has had a very emotional reunion with her daughters this morning at the family home. She was relieved to be out of prison. It was bittersweet, however, because Moss wasn't there. Moss being the weird nickname that the family calls Massimo. I'm like, maybe call him Simo. I don't know. Moss is weird. Um, so anyway, the best part of the sources, um, I think we've talked about this before when sources tell us just obvious, like obvious emotions that people have that they don't actually need any evidence or any knowledge on this person to like report. So the best line is she was relieved to be out of prison. (laughs) Or it's like, it's the most stressful thing she has ever dealt with. Oh really? No fucking way. Being in prison for 60 days was the most stressful thing. Lori Laughlin has ever dealt with. Right. Well, it's not saying much, but, um, (laughs) I just love when a source has to tell us how the person is feeling, but it's like pretty much the only emotion anyone would ever have in the situation. It's like, yeah, I'm sure she's fucking relieved to not be in prison anymore, but like, thanks for the update. If um, if someone asked you and me to write what we thought Lori Laughlin's emotions would be right at this moment, it would be word for word what the source and the insider said Lori Laughlin's emotions were at this very moment. We would say right. she's probably um, relieved. She's probably thinking it's the most stressful thing that she's ever had to deal with. And I'm going to assume it was a bittersweet reunion because her husband is still in prison. (laughs) And they'd be like, all right, perfect. Send it to print. (laughs) Extra, extra, read all about it. Like, what the fuck? Let's be professional sources and insiders. I, like, where do I apply for this job? Like, honest to God. It's called being a copywriter for People Magazine. Oh my God, wait. (laughs) I actually apply. (laughs) Um, But then we did get actually a really, really, really important piece of information that nobody could probably Mm -hmm. assume is that she plans on spending New Year's with her daughters, Olivia and Bella, Mm. first and foremost. 
that's in two days. So, like, what else would she be doing? Like, she already has plans. Like, she made plans while in prison. Like, I'm going to go to this party. And then, two, like, nobody's doing anything on New Year's Eve. Like, it is pandemic. Like, people are spending it at home, ideally. Um, I don't know, Ryan. I'm pretty shocked that she's spending New Year's with Olivia and Bella. Yeah, like, after two months in prison, and it's a holiday during a pandemic, like, I'm sure her daughters are going to want to spend time with her on New Year's. The sources just never... Oh, that wasn't even a source. That was a second insider. Insiders. The insider's always a little shadier. (laughs) I thought Uh, we liked the insiders better than the source. Or did we switch that up in the power rankings? I don't know. I fucking don't know what we talk about ever on this podcast, (laughs) let alone the difference between insiders and sources. I have to start keeping track of our... uh, We call them the leaker, because they leak information to the press. The leaker power rankings. I have to start keeping track... Because we kind of, we switch it up. We don't stick with the same power rankings. Like, sometimes we're, we're loving a spy, and spy jolts up to one, you know? Yeah, but spies spies are so, they're not really in it as much. It's always sources or insiders. But a spy was, caught that smile from Olivia Jade on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, but that's, like, such spy behavior. It's not, like, usually spies. True. Um, and also, I kind of like not knowing. It's just kind of like, meh. Um... So, an insider also told us that she is still worried about Massimo, though, and she can't wait to have him home. Once again, more information we could have never um, assumed. And, yeah, so so this seems to be um, the end of her college admission scandal journey. She still has to um, do 100 hours of community service. She has two years of supervised release, which I don't know if that's different than parole. Um so but, it's not over, Rye. We have another two years left of the college admission scandal. I hope she just becomes this, like, crazy criminal who's just, like, she's, like, got a taste of it. And she's, like, I'm just going to do crimes now all the time. <laughs> Mail-in wire fraud is her specialty, but she branches out. A semi-happy ending to at least this chapter of her college admission scandal. She served her two months. It kind of flew by. I feel like we just reported that she went to, went to prison. So. I know. Um, well, good for her. If it flew by for us, then it must have flown by for her. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it must have been like a snap of a finger for her. Mm-hmm. I really want to know. I, I feel like a tell-all book is in her future. And I feel I like a have... red table talk may be in her future. Maybe a red tape talk. Like mother, um, like daughter. I feel like, I feel like she could do better than a red tape talk. I think she could do a, a tell-all book for sure. I mean, she's probably not going to get much more acting um, gigs. But a tell-all book has to be complemented by the tell-all book promotional tour. Right. She'll probably do a promotional tour on Red Tape Talk, but... Fallon, Kimmel, Colbert. Today Show. (laughs) Yeah, of course, the Today Show. No, I'm just naming shows. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so super happy for her and her family to be reunited. And um, I can't wait to see... We'll definitely be reporting upon Massimo's release, which he's serving five months, so we have another three months at least. I think he even went after her, so um, we have a few more months before we have any info on Massimo's release, but maybe he'll get released for good behavior. And sources tell me that Moss is going to be relieved once he leaves prison. I'm just going to, yeah, we can just do the report now. So Massimo is relieved that he's back out of prison, and he's excited to spend, what's in like three months, excited to spend St. Patrick's Day with his daughter's. And it's bittersweet because he missed the ringing in of the new year with his family. 
But they already have plans to go to Mallorca, Spain. But they're meeting in Mallorca, where they're going to smuggle drugs across the border and then go back to prison. <laughs> um, I have no segue for this next story, but we just have to get into it. You don't know much about this next story, right, Ray? No, it's like sports. It's not really sports, though. There's a sport person in it. I'm like, I don't know. It does have to do with sports figures, but the content isn't sports. We don't talk sports on this podcast. We talk everything else, geography, science, politics, celebrity news, but we don't talk sports, unfortunately. Yeah, thank God. This story is the bizarre Larsa Pippen, Barani James rumors. You don't know who any of these people are, I'm guessing, because you don't really watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and I don't think you follow Larsa Pippen at all in any other space. She she was on her own reality show. I think she was on Basketball Wives, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Camille is going to kill me for not knowing this. Do you know, Rai, who Larsa Pippen is? No, I've never heard of literally any of these people involved in this. So... Like I said, Lars Pippen, reality TV star, um, right. also ex-wife of Scottie Pippen, who was a basketball player. You're not aware of him, I'm guessing? I've heard of him. No, I've heard of him for sure. You've heard of him? I, um, oh, my God. I think his now current wife was actually on um, an episode of Selling Sunset. Lars Pippen was on an episode of Selling Sunset. Oh, then maybe that's who it is, because I remember the name Pippen on Selling Sunset, and they needed a basketball court. Because they wanted their son to play basketball. Yes. Yeah. She was looking at the house in Studio City with uh, Chriselle. Yeah. With Chriselle. Okay. I totally know who Lars Pippen is. Great. Iconic. Amazing. <laughs> See, this is the stuff you got to tell me to get me involved in the story. Yeah. She's a general, you know, reality TV person. Okay. She was actually on Real Housewives of Miami. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So she wasn't on Basketball Wives. My bad. Basketball Wives, I think, also took place in Miami, but I think then it moved to Los Angeles. I'm not well-versed in the Basketball Wives lore. Anyway, but it would make sense, right, for Larsa Pippen to be on Basketball Wives? Sure, yeah, let's go with that. Right? She was a basketball wife. Anyway, she is now kind of single. We'll get into that. Um, no longer with Scottie Pippen. And uh, these rumors came out perpetuated by this website called Black Sports Online, claiming that Bronny James, Bronny James is LeBron James's son. You know LeBron James, right? Yeah, and I hate that his name is Bronny. That's so stupid. <laughs> you hate, you just hate any celebrity kid's name. His father's name is LeBron, and then they're going to name him Bronny? No. Anyway, he's LeBron James's son, but he's also a minor at 16 years old, which makes this story even worse. Black Sports Online came out with this ridiculous claim that Bronny was sliding into Larsa Pippen's DMs. Uh, but it's ridiculous. It's an outrageous claim. It's not true at all, but it just spreads like wildfire. The story, which has now been taken down, then gets into LeBron James's hands, and uh, LeBron's wife's hands, and they get pissed off. So we're probably going to have a follow-up on this. I'm guessing a lawsuit, but no mm -hmm. word on that yet. Savannah James, so Bronny James's mom and, and LeBron's wife, said, quote, with everything going on in the world right now, this is the shit y'all talking about? At the end of the day, y'all are talking about a minor. I don't care what type of celebrity 
Y'all think he is. He's a child. And the bullshit needs to stop. Y'all got the right one. End quote. LeBron then added, uh-oh, y'all fucked with the wrong one now. Good luck. It won't be cute. End quote. They're rightfully pissed because, you know, Black Sports Online made up some, you know, ridiculous story, which basically was just based on Bronny liking one of Larsa's photos on Instagram. It's really gross and invasive and just very unethical of Black Sports Online to do. And so, yeah, people are rightfully really pissed off. I'll get into what Larsa Pippen said. Bronny now has to come out with a, with a comment on Instagram saying, quote, I liked one of my best friend's mom's picture. Y'all are just childish, end quote. So you're now forcing a 16-year-old to have to respond to these claims. The low levels that some of these gossip sites will stoop to just to get clicks. I mean, I, I really hope that there's some sort of retribution here because there's there's lines you just don't cross. There's You know, if you're an adult celebrity, you kind of accept all the bullshit that comes with it, which is, yeah, a bullshit story here and there. But to go after a 16-year-old kid, you don't cross yeah. that line. I think it's gross. I think it's disgusting. I think it's useless. I also wonder if how much it was getting circulated around before they commented on it. Because sometimes I wonder if you don't comment on something stupid like that from like a low level gossip site, like does it just go away? Black sports online has reach. Okay. I would not know because I'm not black and I don't know anything about sports. It has reach. (laughs) It's probably the lowest on my totem pole of things I would know about. But if it has reach, okay, then I get it. Because I was like, if it was just some random site with a couple thousand followers, then like, just ignore it type of thing. And you know, nobody really took it seriously. Um, not that I saw. But now the idea has been put out there. And, and just the fact that the talk is out there. You know, yeah, talk is cheap and anybody could say anything, theoretically. But you have to have some sort of integrity and some sort of responsibility if you are running a supposedly journalistic website or whatever um, even if it's a fucking gossip site and a part of that responsibility has to be we are not going to psychologically burden a minor like put a lot of undue stress and pressures on a kid even if the kid is a child of a celebrity the celebrity is the person who accepted the pressure and accepted the fame and all that comes with it. Not the child. That's what I was going to say, because obviously growing up, we our our generation, at least we were infatuated with like Disney channel, star celebrity drama, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, like all of them, you know, they were constantly in the middle of scandals and dramas and whatever. But they're the celebrity. They and still, I think it's it's weird and gross that we we get so infatuated with these literal children. But at least that's kind of like you said, what they sign up for by being a public figure, being a celebrity, being you know an actor, singer, whatever. But the child of someone, it's like they're not famous. I didn't even know LeBron James had a son, so it's like don't. Don't drag them into this. Don't like put them on in, in in this spotlight, especially in such a gross story. 
it's different if it would have been like a funny like Instagram like he did something funny on Instagram like whatever it's like a positive story but this gross creepy and also like being a 16 year old in general is hard enough plus being the you know son of one of the most famous athletes ever already must be difficult don't like add this gross stress on him like Jesus oh it makes me cringe this is a great example of when celebrity news goes wrong yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it happens every now and again probably more often than we care to admit um, but this is one of the greater examples um, because yeah there's a lot of discussion about how tabloids and paparazzi invade the privacy of celebrities how they can even harass celebrities through their constant coverage of their personal lives this is almost in its in its own category right it's inventing a salacious story purposefully amplifying the salaciousness so it could be clickbait mm -hmm. yeah i don't support this i don't like this i have a feeling we'll have a follow-up if um a lawsuit gets involved or if any more uh people speak out about it but overall i hope it kind of just disappears because like like we said, it's it's so stressful for this like family, and it's awkward too, like not to have these conversations. So hopefully, it just goes away. I'd be happy for it to go away. Well, speaking of lawsuits, Lars Pippen said, "Quote: I'll sue the fuck out of you for writing some disgusting lies, you weirdo. Some of these stories are so disgusting. The fact that my son's friends can't like my pics without some people writing some weirdo shit is crazy." End quote. Larsa has actually been in the news recently, though, uh, for other reasons. Rai, have you heard about this? I'm guessing not, because it took you a while to remember who Larsa Pippen was in the first place. Considering I have no idea who any of the people are. Nope. Well, she was spotted with Malik Beasley, who is a married basketball player. And so uh, that obviously stirred shit up. Speaking of salacious. But in this case, appropriately so, because, well... They're adults. <laughs> They're adults, and these are the facts. Mm -hmm. um, you should also know that Malik Beasley also has his own personal life drama going on. He just pled guilty to one felony count of threats of violence. He pointed a rifle at this couple and their daughter um, who were parked outside of his house. He brought out a rifle. It's this crazy wild story. We're not here to talk about that. But anyway, he just pled guilty to that felony sketch and this is after signing a multi-million dollar contract over this last summer um with the timberwolves but anyway uh larsa pippen was spotted with malik beasley just a couple months ago but he's married larsa pippen said quote malik and his ex were separated before i ever met him but malik beasley's wife now estranged wife montana yao Fire back at Larsa Pippen saying, quote, this is 100% false. Continue to speak on my name and my relationship and we're going to have issues. Receipts don't lie. Let's not go there. I think you've embarrassed yourself enough already, end quote. And here's the thing. The receipts do not lie, right? Larsa and Malik Beasley have been connected now since November, but... Montana Yao at the time was with Malik Beasley. And in fact, she 
was totally blindsided by everything when photos popped up of Malik Beasley and Larsa Pippen. She has since filed for a divorce from Malik Beasley, and she said that Malik told her to leave their home along with their son. So that's just this other wild story that's kind of happening concurrently with this black sports online story that popped up and all the aftermath of that. So Larsa Pippen, after like not being in the news much at all for a while, has suddenly become center stage in celebrity news kind of out of nowhere. She sounds like a messy bitch. And I like that about her. I would love to see her on reality television more, I guess. But also at the same time, it's like, they're very sketchy stories. Like both of them are like a little sketch. Could Larsa Pippen carry a show by herself? I don't think she could carry a show by herself, but I know someone that could. Ooh. Oh, I disagree with you on that, but. Okay. To each their own. You're dumb. (laughs) Okay. I have to introduce this next segment. It's a new segment. As y'all know, I tried to invent a new segment for every one of our current events episodes. Um, And we sometimes have recurring segments. Um, Many of our new segments never return. So you never really know. This could be the one and only time it goes down. So enjoy it while it lasts. I'm calling this segment, which, by the way, may have already been a segment before. But I don't remember. (laughs) It's called New Couple Alert. I have a feeling it's been a segment before because that's like, a very just like general topic i know i when when i started to read it i realized fuck we may have done this segment before i mean i i never remember once again a single thing we've ever talked about on this show so i'll just say it's a new segment well carol radziwill ah my queen former cast member of the real housewives of new york recently talked about how she kissed Liam Neeson. And apparently it went down at Andy Cohen's Christmas party, which I find to be an interesting tidbit. Not surprised Andy Cohen has Christmas parties where you find celebrities just randomly, you know, hooking up off in the corner. Anyway, she said, quote, another man walked past in the overcrowded room and bumped me out of his way, spilling my eggnog. Liam put his huge hand on my arm to steady me, and then I could hear his deep Rob Roy Irish voice. Hey, listen, if you can't watch where you're going, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Liam was going to ask the stranger to leave, and it wasn't even his apartment. Love that. She then said that they kissed. She said, quote, not a French kiss, but a longer than hello one, end quote. She would actually go on and try to get in touch with Liam Neeson for years through friends and just acquaintances, but she was never, ever able to get a hold of Liam Neeson, who she wanted to date, but it never happened. She now has another boyfriend, Um, but that could have been, right, a new couple in Hollywood, and it would have been a fairly high-profile one. All I'm saying is that she should have, you know, maybe post-kiss been like, Let me get your number or something. I feel like she didn't try hard enough until the time had passed. And then, you know, it's not, I I assume it's not that easy to just get in touch with Liam Neeson. He's probably busy, like, 
saving his daughter who got kidnapped. Right. But um, I don't think she tried hard enough. I get what she's saying. Like, if if, if a strange stranger essentially threatened to kick someone out of a party that wasn't even his, I would fall in love with him instantly as well, too. So, oh, so right you're there. saying that you'd be taken by Liam Neeson as well? I would definitely be taken by Liam Neeson. I honestly never even seen that movie, but I assume that I would be attracted to him if I saw him. Um, <laughs> I also am obsessed with Carol Radswell. She is my favorite Real Housewife of New York. and That is uh, a crazy opinion to have, right? Okay, I have no, to bring this up. It's not. A part of why I introduced this segment and this story this week is... Because I saw your list on Twitter where you had Carol Radziwill as your number one Real Housewife of New York and I stand of all that. time. How is that possible? Okay, to be fair, the thing, the thing I did on Twitter was not... Um, it's not like I just entered my, my favorite. It was a poll. So there was like an algorithm where they paired two housewives against each other and you clicked which one you preferred over the two. And there's probably like 40 times I had to do it. So it paired people up randomly. And then based on who, like some type of, I'm sure there was like some type of math equation behind it, who, you know, got the most like, or who I liked more above. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. In the head-to-head matchups, who you selected yeah. the most. So then after I went through all okay. the head-to-head matchups, it, it ranked them myself. So I will say that it wasn't the most accurate. Like once I saw it, I was like, eh, I don't agree with this. But Carol, I still have my favorite. I fucking love Carol. I That's she'd... insane. I don't think it's insane. Carol's amazing. But I didn't I didn't love her on her final season. But her prior seasons, I was obsessed with her. I'm so I think she's amazing. Okay. We're not here to talk about Real Housewives of New York. But I will say I did like Carol prior to her final season. Also did not like her on her final season. I was Team Bethany, strongly Team Bethany. However, other than the season where she feuded with Aviva, which was great, by the way. Yeah. The whole thing about the ghost writing the book. Yeah. Great. Brilliant stuff. And Mad Carol is actually great. Yeah, she's insane. But you don't see it that often. And I feel like for a few seasons, she just faded into the background or was Bethany's like right hand man. Like she was always there to, you know, support Bethany and cheer her on. But she wasn't bringing a lot to the narrative table herself. But that's the thing is like, I don't necessarily think you have to have drama and fights all the time in order to be entertaining television. I thought she always had good commentary, always had a good opinion. I agreed with her opinion on a lot of things. I think that's why I liked her. She wasn't always in the drama, but she always, you know, had something to say about it. And I always liked what she had to say. I also found the whole storyline with her husband when she goes to pick up the ashes, right. his ashes in um, London. With Dorinda. With Dorinda. I found that to be captivating television. Like, I think about, I cried. I thought about like I it really was such interesting television to watch. Agree. That's her best and finest moment on Roni for sure. And just like she gave us a lot of to me she was the most relatable of the housewives and I think that's why I liked her. I I really liked because her. Because she's so steady. Cuz she's steady and she does she has enough drama where she still can yell and fight. I loved her relationship with Adam. I thought that she I just related to her on a lot of um her opinions a lot of her lifestyle choices 
Um, I also am a rich author, so I get that. Right, from Mallorca. From Mallorca and a widow at that. Um, I don't know. I just thought she was amazing television, and she's very interesting and relatable. And all the other people on that show are such characters and so over the top and so... um, caricatures of people right that it was it was nice to have this kind of normal steady relatable funny person to just kind of like keep me grounded through watching it to me this argument makes sense for why carol radswell would be ranked third or fourth on your list of all-time roni housewives and there's 16 of them so third or fourth is still in you know, the upper percentile, but that's not a great argument for why someone is the best. Someone who is the best should be standout, but this is just my view. That's I just, why I go Bethany or a Luann or even a Sonia, because if you want to talk about great opinions and commentary, I think Bethany it was the wittiest, her fast talking. She had great opinions and very strong ones. Luann obviously brought the drama. Sonia brought the mess. And brought the eccentricity. They all brought a different, powerful, robust flavor. And like we've been saying, I think we both agree, Carol is a nice, steady hand, but is a nice, steady hand the best? I guess it's a different perspective. It's, it's, everyone has their own opinion. I just loved her. I thought she was so great. I would love to have her back on the show. I If she started dating Liam Neeson, she would be back on the show, for sure. For sure. And... I just don't, I, I don't want to get into it, but I just related to her on a lot of her life choices. And for me, that is what made her, it, a lot of the things she said and a lot of her opinions on who she is and what she does and, and all this stuff really resonated with me. And for those reasons, she's a standout. There's different ways to stand out. You know, you can There's be, one way to stand out, right? No. And it's to get married, divorced, and go to uh, jail and rehab all in one season. Luann, let's go. And I agree. I'm not, I, I it, you know, I agree with you on almost all of your opinions on Roni, but I just love Carol and I'll stand by that and I will not be shaken. The rest of my ranking, I didn't necessarily agree with, but Carol at the top, I'll hands down. Carol, Liam Neeson, 2021, is it possible? I would take it, like put it on the show. I would love that. I would. I think, you know, anything Carol, I'm down. What are the chances it happens, though, for real? Zero to none. I'm giving it a good 1% chance. Non-zero percent. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'm saying there's a chance, right? Just believe. I know she has a boyfriend, but you know she would dump her current boyfriend for Liam Neeson. Let's be honest. Oh, absolutely. I don't think she's... She's not a woman to be, di- a woman to be tied down, which I also love about her. Um, well, this was a... <laughs> A tangent that I always take because I love talking about Roni. If you guys like Roni, we just did a whole historical podcast on Luann's arrest, which mm. was a wild ride. We we some some could say we got too into it. Um, so if you guys are Roni fans, definitely go back and listen to that episode because it's amazing. Um, but we could sit and talk about Roni for another three hours, so I'm cutting us off now. Maybe we'll do it on Patreon. But in the meantime, everyone. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Leave us five stars if you're listening on iTunes and leave us the best review. We may read the review on the podcast. Oh, yeah. If we do it's tend good. To, we do tend to read our reviews. Um, we also uh, revamped our 
Instagram and our Twitter. Mm-hmm. Holly Shook Podcast, I think it is now. Holly Shook Pod on Twitter. Holly Shook Podcast on Instagram. We couldn't get Holly Shook Podcast on Twitter. So it's just different for now. We may change it to Holly Shook Pod on Instagram in the future. So we keep you on your toes. So just be on the lookout. But for now, yeah, Holly Shook Podcast on Instagram. Holly Shook Pod on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later.